This is How's the Bite. Welcome back, everybody. We still have ice, but how long it's going to stay is now in question. I'm Ken Root, joined by Bob Urban, who is the proprietor of Murray Outdoors on the south end of Guttenberg under the big walleye. Well, walleye may come into the picture here pretty soon, but how's the ice fishing going, Bob? Uh, ice fishing's been pretty good, Ken. Uh, usually, we've been doing a lot better on cloudier days. Midday with this high sun has been a little bit rough out there, and we're just going to really talk about ice fishing on Bussy Lake here in Guttenberg, Iowa, because really, to be honest with you, that's going to be the only recommendation if somebody wants to get out for the last three days. That's where I'm going to have them go. Well, it was too cold for the first three weeks of ice, really, uh, bitterly cold, and then it's warmed up too much. So here we are. Hey, the Short Rod Show guys, did they have a good time? They did. They were out. Uh, they got here Wednesday late. Uh, they fished for a little bit. They had a fish fry. Today they're going to go to one of the local farm ponds, going for catfish, I guess, and a few other things just to try something new. And then they have one other day. Um, I think we'll have ice through the weekend, which is nice, but then we'll be able to do a little bit of both. So those guys are just happy to get out. Um, being from Des Moines, I don't think they had a lot of ice there. So they're happy to get out and get on some type of ice. we got about eight inches of ice, um, and we have about four inches of slop on top of the ice. So, Well, it sounds good, but it's also uh, staying in the 40s every day here, isn't it, for the foreseeable future? Yeah, I'm going to say probably the shorelines and stuff will probably get eaten up. I would say maybe Monday, Tuesday. I would doubt if we're going to be um, getting out on the ice anymore, but we'll see. Shorelines are starting to get a little dicey. Uh, I would recommend wearing some rubber boots or muck boots, knee-high boots to get out on the ice. I've got sunburn yesterday. We went out yesterday with the short rod show boys, Brett and Ben. They've been up trying to chase some perch. Perch isn't going to be in our cup of tea right now. Um, some of those areas where the perch were we were going to go chase just aren't safe, and there's no reason to risk it. So Bussy Lake is where those two boys ended up with a couple of their friends. We closed her down last night at dark and ended up with a few fish and just sorting through a lot of little ones still, Ken. Is it possible to go walleye fishing in open water yet? Uh, once Benny comes in to cover the store, it will be in probably a couple hours. Uh, and <laughs> You're going, huh? Just went down there before I talked to you, checked the river, checked the DNR boat ramp, and it's ready to pretty much get the ice out of there, and I'll take care of that here shortly. And I'm thinking by tomorrow we'll be able to do both, ice fish and walleye fish, which is the best of both worlds. Is the big uh, ramp on the south end of Guttenberg still closed? That is going to be closed. It's going to be iced up, but that should be shortly here, probably in the next, over the weekend, that'll probably open up. The channel will be opened as well. You know, we don't have any details on it, but the La Nina apparently is coming back. The El Nino, according to one climatologist, is is waning right now, which could mean that we'll get back to colder weather in the north and warmer weather in the south. And, uh, you know, here in Florida, where I am, we get down to 35 degrees most nights in central Florida. So we're way cooler than normal. You're way warmer than normal. And that could go back to, hopefully, a better layout than we have right now. Yeah, so you're saying it's going to get colder again? Is that what? Well, if the El Nino goes away, uh, there's a dryness factor, you know, which areas get rain. 
but uh, the possibility is that we'll go back to normal weather, which will be colder than you are right now. So back to ice fishing, maybe. Maybe, maybe, not but uh, you know, it's uh, I don't know. You know, it's not hard to build ice in January, February, really. No, it isn't. It's a weird year. It's really taking a toll on some of the stores, some of the snowmobiling north, some of some of those cities. I think um, in the economy in the Minnesota, Wisconsin area are really struggling. So, yeah, I don't you know. Need to start some undercover type of businesses that make lots of money to keep you in business selling ice fishing equipment. We have it. If anybody wants to come in, we have the ice gear along with every other store in Iowa and Minnesota and Wisconsin and pretty much all over. I think they struggled in the ice, the ice sales, heaters. Not a lot of heaters sold this year. (laughs) Hey, another activity some people are doing is going out and looking for shed antlers. And uh, Tanner Spidell and I talked yesterday and uh, that's what he was doing at the time. And also, Tanner had some things about ice fishing and romance. Here he is. You were out uh, looking for shed antlers today, is that right? Yeah, I got off work a little early, and I took off to the woods, and I found a couple of pretty good ones, honestly. Farmers would like for you to walk their fields and find all of them. Oh, gosh, yeah. It's there's a lot of them out there. I need to go double back and go through the field because I want to find the pairs of the two big ones that I found today. Yeah. Well, uh, they'll uh, they'll punch a hole in a tractor tire pretty uh, pretty easily if you run over them wrong. Oh, no doubt about that. Hey, how's your ice fishing been going this fall? Well, uh, it was actually for two and a half weeks. It was pretty pretty darn good, but now it's too nice outside and the ice is pretty pretty uh, deteriorated here in Benton County. Did you uh, uh, go out and fish any in that bitterly cold weather? Yeah, I sure did. I was uh, fishing a backwater of a river, and uh, I caught some nice smallmouth and northern pike during that first really good cold snap. I saw that you caught a smallmouth. Tell me how it was to catch that through a hole in the ice. They, they fight a little bit harder than a largemouth bass, I would say, uh, I think they like the cold water a lot better, but you find some of these backwaters off the rivers, which are kind of rare, but this one is kind of a trek to get to. These uh, smallmouths, they'll go around the perimeter of the bank just like a largemouth bass would, and uh, if you use big spoons and minnows or even tungsten jigs, you can get in the faces of some of these smallmouths, but they were kind of few and far in between, but I did manage to get a few that were around 18 inches, so I was really, really thankful about that. Did you get them all through that hole? No, I was. I had a plethora of uh, holes drilled throughout the times I was out. But um, yeah. I, w- I would. You would have a if you found some structure or something like a rock pile or something. Those smallmouth would kind of key into that. And I had certain dead sticks out, and they would just be dropping all the time. So they really keyed into certain areas more than others. Well, what else have you been catching over the winter? Um, just crappie. Um. I really didn't do good with bluegills. Um, I didn't fish some of the places that I normally would. I was just trying to get on some of these backwaters for smallmouth bass and pike. But um, I did catch a few surprise crappie that were, you know, a little over 13 inches. I did lose a pretty sizable one at a farm pond, and it came off right at the hole. You know, typical story. But um, 
thankfully I have permission to that place, so I'll be back for it. I don't think anybody else is going to get it before me. So, Tanner, you uh, are kind of a hero to a lot of people because you can go. I think the number one thing is you've got such enthusiasm for this that you're out and reaching uh, further than many people want to put the effort into. But you have some sponsors as well. I wonder how it's working out to uh, be able to shoot beautiful photographs. Is that a key to keeping a sponsor, or is it just to keep yourself out there and going and reporting on it all the time? Well, you know, uh, there's lots of people sponsored in the fishing industry, and there's all sorts of different levels to sponsorship. In my case, I give my sponsors, you know, fish pictures or reviews on products, and, you know, they keep me sponsored. And um, right now I'm sponsored by St. Croix Rods, Jackson Kayaks, maybe Bending Branches Paddles. I haven't got my contract from them, and Yak Attack fish, Fishing Accessories. And um, I get really heavy discounts and uh, other industry discounts, and sometimes I get to test uh, new products that haven't came out yet, and it's, it's, it's really fun. Sometimes I have to work at events, you know, and uh, like kayak demos or fishing events and stuff like that, and I have a lot of fun doing that, but I really have – I only had one fishing speech this winter, and I uh, haven't been asked to do anything else yet, so I'm just playing it by ear. I have a fishing kayak, and uh, I'm an old man, and I have a real challenge of getting up and down in that kayak. So I bought this Yak Attack Command Stand, which actually is a walker for old people hooked to a kayak. And yeah. uh, it, it, it works really well. It works Holy. really well. Holy smokes, I had one of those in a uh prior kayak that i had grown up and uh, it was amazing because i'd lean against that thing and fish too and does that does that really help you out getting up and down yeah well i can pull up and down on it It says don't pull on it too hard but but i need to get up and so i can get up but uh i don't stand up fishing too much but i can see that it could give you some really good stability to keep both hands free and as long as you're not floating somewhere you don't want to go um, I would think you could just fish like heck while you're standing up there. The kayaks that I typically use, they're stable enough where I don't need that. I mean, and plus, I, I mean, I can get up and down maybe a little better because I'm a little younger. But, you know, I, I, stand, I, I stand up fishing out of a kayak all the time. It's kind of my preferred way to fish. What are you? You're like, you're like, you're just 40 years younger than I am. So you shouldn't, <laughs> there shouldn't be that much difference in the way that we can handle ourselves. But you were worried about these interior rivers getting so low that you were going to have some fish die. And uh, I wonder if you are still worried about that because we still haven't gotten a great deal of water, have we? No, I mean, a lot of our snow and stuff has already melt melted. And, you know, if we have this warm weather, we're going to dry up a lot of this moisture quick. But I haven't seen or heard any reports about any fish kills around anywhere. But we've just been like getting really lucky how it you know this opened up the river again so you know every time the river gets opened up it gives the fish a fighting chance to live and i think we're just getting lucky but if we don't get some major rains this spring you know our rivers are going to be in a really bad shape well tanner it's always delightful to talk to you and we can stop the conversation right here but i'd just like to ask you one more thing you know because we're old and you're young and how is the relationship with Meredith going? Oh, it's great. I'm still the luckiest guy ever. Um, 
we're planning on going trout fishing this weekend, probably camping. And uh, like I said, I'm, I'm the luckiest guy ever to have such a wonderful woman that wants to go out and play outdoors all the time. Did you um, send off for her? I mean, is is there a catalog you can get for women like that? Uh, or did you just uh, happen to be one of those one in a 10 million that got her? You know, I just got really lucky. I got a good catch. Um, I waited a long time, and uh, it paid off greatly. I found a good one. And I, well, I, I, I'm always tickled that you bring it up, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell her that uh, our our hopes is a wonderful lifetime relationship, uh, and it looks like you're a great catch, too. So may you both be uh, catching fish and catching each other and enjoying life and uh, keep us informed of how things are going on Facebook. And where else can we follow you? I'm just pretty much on Facebook, Instagram, and uh, YouTube. I really don't go to YouTube that much, but I have some of my videos on there. Well, next spring I intend to find you and I'm going to shoot a little bit of video with you, and Bob and I are going to air it. So uh, you may get a little press whether you want it or not. I'd be more than happy to hang out with you guys whenever I'm available. So. Okay. All right. Well, good luck. Good fishing. Yeah. Hey, you take care. Well, Bob, you got to make some money somewhere. So uh, are you going to take your show on the road? Yeah, we do, Ken. We have uh, several sports shows. It's sports show season, even though even though it is uh, nice out. Guys are going to get ready for open water. So we have uh last full weekend in February. I think it's the 23rd and 24th. We're down at the Des Moines Fairgrounds for the Des Moines Swap Meet. And we're prepping that, getting everything ready for that. We do a lot of jigs and a lot of plastics we sell there. And then we'll probably do some pretty good deals on some ice stuff because we have a lot of it left over. Which of your uh, crack crew do you take with you down there? Oh, it's whoever wants to hop in. Um, Joel will be helping at the UNI one. That's in mid-March. And then I got another guy that's going to help down in the Des Moines that always helps down there. He's from the area, so... Yeah. And then the girls, Ava's, Ava's going to be manning the store. So, mm-hmm. Well, how are you doing with Nolan? you getting him trained up pretty good? Is uh, he ready to uh, take over? Thank you. Uh, yeah, he, he helps at the shows when he's not, but he's in mid-basketball, baseball, kind of everything sports season. So he, uh, what did he text me last night? He had, what was it, 38 to 34 they won, uh-huh. and he had 34 points. So he might be an Iowa Hawkeye eventually. We'll see. Oh, my. Can you handle that? I I can. I'm watching Iowa Hawkeye basketball. I'm not watching the boys. My favorite is the women's basketball from Iowa. I tell you, Caitlin Clark and her crew, not just her, but the whole bunch, they are very, very good. They play play very well together. Yep. Mm. And the boys' basketball team plays below average together. Let's make a point here. When you have a team like that that plays well, I don't care what the sport is, you build momentum for your school, and Mm -hmm. that is a major moneymaker for schools, not just the direct money that they get from what happens when you have a sellout crowd and when you have contracts that come up for TV, but just the number of people who want to go to a school that's gotten that kind of positive sports publicity. 
That is why they pay $7 million for a coach. That is why that they've switched it all around to where Caitlin may be able to make a million and a half dollars next year if she stays at Iowa. She should just stay, yeah. Yeah, no, and, and she's selling out away stadiums, and she's selling out. She's a very good role model for uh, for other girls and stuff that want yeah. to play. So it's Absolutely. it's all good. It's all fun. It's And you're still not taking back anything you said about how dull that the Iowa men's football is. Yeah, no. Well, no, now Iowa, Iowa men's dull basketball as well. Okay, good. I'm glad you dislike both of them equally. Bob, a while back we were talking about all the little fish you were catching, and you kind of dismissed them as as a challenge. But I got to talk yesterday for another podcast I'm doing with Chad Dolan, who is a fisheries management biologist for DNR. He's down at Lake Darling. And he is saying that the fishing and the health of our rivers and lakes in Iowa has improved greatly over the last several years. And right now, catching those little bitty fish, he believes, is a potential for a really good year and years ahead. Typically, that would be a pretty good sign that, you know, the last spawn was was very successful, um, that, you know, that, that there's a lot of new young to replace the old. And so what I would gather from that is the the future looks bright, you know. Um, that's what we want to see. Will all those fish be recruited into the adult population? I think there's probably a long ways to go. You know, a lot of smaller fish uh, will be preyed upon, um, but that in turn goes to growing bigger fish, you know. And so um, a lot of that stuff, you know, is just a, it's a snapshot in, in time. Um, it can be reflective of current environmental conditions, but Mother Nature has a way of balancing itself out. But everything that you've kind of described, I mean, to me is is a positive thing. We want to see reproduction. Next thing we want to see is the recruitment of those fish into the adult population. Um, and at certain times, you know, if those uh, fish populations are a little higher than than uh, the norm or so to speak um, removing some of those fish via harvest isn't the worst thing in the world although most of your population control is going to happen internally with our larger fish predators like largemouth bass. No I'd agree with them on that I've been saying that about the river here this year it's not just because I want folks to come up and and buy stuff from the store and then go fishing Um, like yesterday we caught a 13 inch crappie um, we caught a lot of six and a half inch bluegill, um, which is next year's year class. And then we caught some eights, nines, uh, rivers looking healthy. And the shad number, Ken, is, is crazy. And I think that might be the reason we're not catching perch in Northern this year is because the shad is still, they're just loaded in, in the backwaters. Uh, there was an ice fishing tournament over by Bagley. They said they were drilling holes last weekend or two weekends ago. One of those, whenever they had it over there, and just shad coming up through the holes <laughs> and everywhere. Uh-huh. So it's it's uh, that's the the best food that they could have for growth rates and and uh, the rivers looking good and the, the lakes. I'm not sure about. I haven't fished them, but Chad knows um, what he's talking about. So that that's awesome for the future, anyway. Well, Bob, to wrap it up, then as we point into 2024, we're now crossing into February. 
You've got ice fishing that's going to look like it's going to slow down and maybe end, but a potential if the weather changes to get ice again. But the open water is uh, beckoning you to come fish for walleye now, and potentially with the way the river's looking, it could be a very good year for fishing in 24. I agree. Yep, I think we're think we're looking into that, and um, it's Groundhog's Day too, Ken. We forgot about that. He's right. He did not. See, no, he did see a. Sh- no, he didn't see a shadow. So, which is matching all attempts and stuff. So, we are going to have a warm spring, hopefully, not six more weeks of winter. For those people who don't want to ice fish, I guess that's good news. For those of you who've got. A- <laughs> A lot of stuff you're going to have to keep for another year and uh, sell it. That's not good news, is it? No, but the guys with the boats that are chomping at the bit, they'll be ready to roll here shortly. And yeah. We'll be walleye fishing uh, tomorrow, Ken. We'll just have to watch for the fields of ice coming down through the lots. It doesn't hurt to wear one of those float suits in a boat, does it? No. Nope, it's really good for wind protection, for warmth. And then if you fall out of the boat, it should float you in areas where there's not extreme currents, I would imagine. So um, definitely nice to have on. How warm a weather could you still wear that? Ooh, yesterday I, I wore my bibs, but I had to take my coat off. Um, the guy said I have sunburnt today, so I have a red face from being out on the ice all, all day. Bob, I wish we could have winter truly in winter. And spring would be setting out there maybe a little further so we could be kind of ready for it to warm up quite a bit. Because I don't trust weather at all between now and the end of March. Uh, But on we go. We'll deal with what we have, right? That's exactly what we're going to do. We do it. We did it in 2023, and we'll do it in 2024. Have a good day, Bob. And don't forget, folks, if you need anything, Bob's got plenty of it for fishing, and uh, other outdoor activities at Murray Outdoors on the south end of Guttenberg under the Big Walleye. Talk to you in a while, Bob. Yeah, we'll see you. Bye.